0: That's how the theme song goes. Hey, welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you didn't know this is a premiere podcast for the website, com. like I said, it's a website. Go there. <laughs> I think that's the official slogan. After so many weeks, months of saying that, this is the, that's the official slogan. It's actually been I'd never I mean, the only time I've ever thought about me having been doing this stupid podcast. No, it's not even stupid, I like it, <laughs> but having doing this podcast the past 60, this is now episode 67 for the past 67 weeks is that it's been over a year. plus over a year that's what over a year means in order to do the podcast. That's crazy. That's a lot of that's a lot of time dedicated to something that <laughs> arguably does not give me a lot back. If it did, then I would tell you about it. but it doesn't. So now here I am. I want to get something straight. Last week, I started talking about Queer Eye, and uh, I meant to talk about 24 Hours to Helen Back again. Uh, shows that I enjoy watching, reality shows, I enjoy watching. But what I didn't bring up was that I wanted to really discuss producing <laughs> for those shows because I think it'd be very interesting, especially for 24 Hours to hell and Back. I mean, Queer Eye has already left Atlanta. I understand. Would have been great if I could have helped produce that show. God, God, God Almighty! That was it. That is a that'd be a fine show to produce. To just choose uh, a, 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 a choose locations, choose shooting locations, choose stores, restaurants, to have the ability to say, "This is where we're going to shoot today, and it's going to be good." The Bobby, this is what what you you'll have you'll be able to work with this store. This is our budget. This this I think I think that'd be really interesting, and I would have loved the ability to work with the new Fab Five. Just saying, I had to scratch my ankle there. Uh, and so I just I really th- I think about that every single time. I'm I have maybe three more episodes left of Queer Eye to watch, plus the twenty minute special they did in Australia, I believe. But I really do think that I would have had a good time, and really would have learned. Something in regards to uh, uh, helping them shoot the show. God, I think about that All this, every single time I watch an episode. I think it would be so interesting to say, okay, we're going to be shooting in Virginia Highlands today. Or we're going to go to uh, Norcross, uh, this restaurant. Or we're going to go to uh, Mapleton." I don't know why we would go to Mapleton, But there you go. Boy, oh boy, this battery is dying again <laughs> on this GoPro. Very sad. I should have charged it. That's my issue. So let's get going. Oh, for 24 hours, of Helen back. I just would have loved to have been the producer to lie to the restaurants to say, oh, this is a, uh, a restaurant renovation show. We are definitely not working with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> you have to be. I mean, you have to apply to be on the to be on these types of shows. I mean, for for Queer Eye, at least the person, at least the mark knows that they are the mark. But for Twenty Four Hours of Hell and Back, they I I know what the the post was like because I've I've uh, applied to those posts and I've written for those posts. <laughs> so <laughs> you like you, I, I know that they, for the Twenty Four Hours of Hell and Back they wrote. Uh, are you a restaurant that's Are you a struggling restaurant um, that think you might close in the next few months? Uh, are you getting bad reviews or something like that? Are you are your clientele is your clientele mm-hmm. dwindling? That's exactly what they wrote, and that was definitely posted on Craigslist, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I think they did research too. I guarantee they did research. I mean, I just, you know. And then and then and then to have and then the, for them to say, okay, the or oh, well, your your restaurant is chosen. We're gonna come to you. We're gonna come to you, and we're gonna interview you. <laughs> uh, all the while, I don't. and I mean, and of course, not every state you can record people without their knowledge. But they, they the producer says, we're going to come to you, and we're going to put these cameras up in the corners, in, in the kitchen, in the uh, in the restaurant uh, dining area, dining room, and your back office. That is where we're putting all the cameras. And then they have, I guess, production assistants or other producers. Or even cameramen, just different people visiting the restaurant <laughs> over the past, the, the next uh, uh, two weeks or so, week or so, to visit and then to eat. And I guess they're going to be like, I guess in, that, in those terms, they're technically secret shoppers. So, but it just, ah, God, it just astounds me. How many restaurant revival shows are there? Because you know Food Network's not doing them anymore. They, they're doing food adjacent shows. Because they're owned by Discovery and Discovery is doing science adjacent shows, which means that they're only doing shows that have an end product that is tangible, such as competition shows, because they're easy to produce versus paying so much money for a restaurant to be redone and then for that restaurant to fail. (laughs) I don't think it's funny, but I've watched a lot of Restaurant Impossible and I really like that show and Bar Rescue, too. And it's uh, and then just 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 to see these shows fail. I mean, not shows. Well, the shows, uh, Restaurant Impossible is over. I think, I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see, Restaurant Impossible. I'm. I guarantee it's it's all it's our right, it's done. Yeah, looks like it. Last episode was in 2016. 13 seasons. Man, anyway, it just astounds me. It just amazes me how that can happen. Uh, So this past week was the San Diego Comic-Con, and there were a lot of, you know, of course, typical trailers coming out. You got the Glass trailer. uh, You got a new Godzilla trailer, which I have yet to watch, I don't think. I really liked the last Godzilla movie. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, And then when King Kong uh, Skull Island, Kong Skull Island came out, and then we heard rumblings of the, which is now, not recommended, (laughs) which is now uh, confirmed, the... King Kong Godzilla movie that's coming out in 2020 which is again too far away. They should have had that done. Uh and then maybe a Pacific Rim King Kong movie, not yeah, Pacific Rim Godzilla movie, I believe. One of those. What I would have done is instead of Pacific Rim Uprising, I would have done uh it would have been Kong Skull Island or it would have been Godzilla Kong Skull Island. Uh Pacific Rim was first obviously. Pacific Rim <laughs> Godzilla, Kongsville Island. And then I would have done the meetup movie, which would come out next year. That would be good. Cause Pacific Rim uprising wasn't that well received. I've yet to see it. It's still in my red box. I'll see it at some point. There's no red box near me, which sucks. So that means I have to go out of my way to get to a red box. <laughs> oh, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. But I really think it'd have been interesting if they had done that, if they had gone that route because Pacific Rim is in the future uh, Godzilla the the King of All Monsters that's a sequel to the Godzilla movie uh, King of All Monsters and they're taking the um, what's it called the Planet of the Apes route wherein the main characters from the first movie are not going to be in there and so I assume the third movie is going to be like that but I think that's a very interesting route I think that's a very good route and because it creates a new set of dynamics for every sequel he said it to the camera but that would have been an interesting movie to see Kong and uh, Godzilla about to fight each other but then the Pacific Rim people are like we have to we have to stop them because there's an even bigger threat from outer space coming that would be that would be an interesting movie that would be a good movie gotta watch it now if you're out there you let me write this film and you let me write this film (laughs) I'm pointing to both cameras just in case I forget which one to cut to. Okay. So one of the trailers I want to talk about is the Shazam trailer that came out. Uh, if you don't know who Shazam is, he's a character uh, that is a little boy who turns into a magic superhero. That's as strong as Superman and he's an orphan. And uh, all he has to do is say the name Shazam. Shazam, Shazam is a wizard uh, who granted the powers to Billy Bastion to turn into Shazam, the superhero that is Superman kind of um, his name used to be Captain Marvel and then uh, there's this whole thing between I mean they DC and Marvel really didn't talk about it but they kind of there's a Captain Marvel for DC there's a Captain Marvel for Marvel and then uh they just kind of just went DC just kind of turned into the name Shazam I really like the name I like both of them Uh Dwayne Johnson is, a, is supposed to play Black Adam but he's going to be in his own movie which for some reason uh, I don't understand why we had to have that uh, so I guess the, who's the bad guy for this, for Shazam's movie. Anyway, the trailer looks really, it's uh it looks a little bit lighter in tone as opposed to the other DC films, which I really don't care about because these are superhero movies and they don't matter in the long run. In 10 years, these, ma- these movies won't matter. I say that now, but you know, it's the 10th anniversary of the Dark Knight and it's still heralded as one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, which I do not argue with. Which is true. Um, so uh, Billy Bastion, we get the first half of the trailer as him. We know he's an orphan. Uh, this apparently takes place in the same universe as uh, Batman versus Superman and Justice League and all that stuff. Speaking of which, a little di- little divergence here. Which I have not, I have not seen Allegiant Part One yet. I have fit. I got halfway through the movie. Which also reminds me, I have yet to see Mockingjay Part Two for <laughs> for the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> I saw Part One in theaters, and then I said, no more, <laughs> and then I put it on, <laughs> it was on Amazon and Hulu for the long, for I think about five years, streaming on there for five years, and I put it in my, both of my lists, my cues, and I said, I'll watch it at some point, it got taken off, uh it was taken off, sorry, earlier this year, or late last year, and I just haven't watched it, so anyone, if, if, if anyone knows if it's streaming somewhere, I'll watch it, I'm not gonna buy the, I like the first movie, but the, everything, it just went downhill after that. Uh, so what was I talking about so the first half of the trailer is we know that uh, Billy Bastion is some type of nerdy little orphan and then uh, oh so uh, worlds. D- so anyway so DC changed their movie moniker from the DC Entertainment Universe DCEU which is a stupid name because they are just uh, be- trying to become what Marvel is and you don't want to stop copying people just stop it. Aping, aping what someone does isn't always the best way to, to do to go about uh, making your business 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 <laughs> making your business business. <laughs> so they changed their name. It was announced at a Hall H presentation for Warner Brothers. Uh, part of the AT and T catalog now. <laughs> Watch News Time, you will understand because AT and T bought Time Warner, turned Warner into Warner Media, <laughs> Warner Media Group. So they renamed it from DCEU to the Worlds of DC, which is amazing, which makes sense because starting this year, they're shooting, they greenlit a movie about the Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix, maybe Robert De Niro, and uh, and it's going to come out sometime next year, in October, I believe. And so the first movie under the uh, Worlds of DC will be Aquaman. So all this to say is that there are going to be some movies that are part of the uh, the canon of Justice League and Batman versus Superman, such as Aquaman and Wonder Woman 1984 and Shazam, apparently. But then there will also be other movies, like maybe Harley Quinn's Bird of Prey movie. Well, no, 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 because that's still starring Margot Robbie. Um, but uh, Birds of Prey is going to be coming out. It got tax credits for California. <laughs> uh, but there's, a, there's like a two or three Joker movies in development. Uh, Including Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker movie, yeah. See, drastically different Joker movies. I'd say, yeah. See, and no one, and no one can see what I'm looking at. So we got a a Joaquin Phoenix one. We uh, we also have. Let's see. There's a Batman Killing Joke one. Apparently, that one starts. That's how the Joker became the Joker. There's an Elseworlds style version of the Joker. So there we go. There's so many. There's some, oh, and then uh, Todd Phillips has one about the Joker. Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. Uh, Jared Leto supposed to appear in the Birds of Prey film, and then there's Suicide Squad 2. Suicide Squad two. And then uh, a solo movie with Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, my gosh. That's too many. Oh, the Todd Phillips one is the one with Joaquin Phoenix, and Martin Scorsese is uh, producing it. That's really cool. We'll see what they can do. Then there's a Lobo movie, which, you know, I would assume wouldn't be in the canon. I don't think they would have a a mass murderer alien, super-powered alien, in the same universe as the mainline Batman and Superman stuff. But I think World of DC is a good idea. Because you don't need, I mean, I know Marvel is successful, but you know, all, all of these superhero movies, with the exception of uh, a title, I can, I can say this, Kick-Ass, because uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this show clean. I gotta keep this show clean for the kids, <laughs> for the kids and future job prospects. <laughs> so Kick-Ass was good. I think Kick-Ass 2 was all right. I don't, I don't remember that much, but I, I own Kick-Ass and I've seen it too many times. Uh, but there's a lot of superhero movies on both Marvel and DC that are just garbage, garbage. Not garbage. Uh, that just don't live up to expectations. Infinity War. Justice League. <laughs> uh, The first Iron Man. I think the third Iron Man is a good one. Very fun. Because I like the song at the end. And the end credits. All right. I don't want to get tagged for uh, copyright infringement. So anyway, second half of the trailer. <laughs> Shazam. He meets the wizard. He becomes uh, Zachary Levi Shazam. Now, he's obviously wearing a suit that is making him a little bit more muscular, which is very off-putting because you know Zachary Levi's not that big of a guy and he's an older guy, so he's not... And the older guy, I mean, he's in his 40s, so he's not gonna, I think so. <laughs> so he's not gonna be able to get to the um, to the body. He's 37, I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why I'm being so ageist. He's not gonna be able to get the body type that people need or that Shazam deserves. But I think it's such a... I've been seeing news articles saying that it was like a zany a zany take it's very zany trailer i wouldn't say zany it's uh a little bit it's more comedic but than what we're used to but who really cares <laughs> again super not every superhero needs to be quippy superman is in the in my favorite version of superman is the one that's um oh my god in the justice league with tim daly and george newbern uh, that's my favorite one. He's he's not entirely quippy. My favorite version of Batman is in the same universe by Kevin Conroy. He is nowhere near quippy, and he says maybe five funny things over the course of Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman the Anime Series, and Batman and Rob, the new adventures of Batman and Robin. Uh, but there, there's also another good version of Batman with um, Batman Brave and Bold, with Diedrich Bader's Batman. He's a funny one. But then we also have... In, Also, Batman never talks in a gravely voice. This Christian Bale thing, doing this gravely voice Batman, I don't like it. All Kevin Conroy did was shift his voice downward. (laughs) See what I did there? That was his Batman. And then his Bruce Wayne would be up here. Playboy philanthropist. (laughs) I was about to quote, always sunny there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Give this video a thumbs up. (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay. Asher Angel stars as Billy Bastion. Then, of course, we got Zachary Levi as uh, Shazam himself, and then we got Mark Strong as Thaddeus Sivania. Uh, some other characters I don't really know. The only, the only I only know Shazam from the Young Justice TV show. He had a movie with Superman that was a short. It wasn't a movie. It was a short uh, where they fought each other. I've and then I know that there are some kids that can all come together and form Shazam. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shazam. I I thought I was saying Captain Marvel the entire time. So there we go. There we have it. The Aquaman trailer also came out and it was really, really good. Now my issue is that Aquaman hasn't been a stupid character since before 2000, before the year 2000. Uh, With the introduction of the Justice League TV show and Justice League Unlimited, Aquaman was a really cool guy. He was really hardcore. He's missing a hand uh, that happened in the show. You watch it happen. And he teams up with Dr. Fate all the time. He's friends with um, Solomon Grundy. He has basically his own team. And now we have Jason Moma's Aquaman, who is really, really good. Really, really cool. James Wan did a great job directing this movie. Well, at least the trailer, from what I can see. The effects look great. Everything looks on. The underwater effects look amazing. I don't understand how they made his hair waft. I don't understand how they made him swim fast in jeans. <laughs> but it looks really interesting. And I can't wait. And there is a cast that is uh, insane. We got. Let me count down the cast. Because uh, I will get it at some point. It's going to come up at any point in three, two, one. Okay. Here's here's a cast. We got Jason Momoa. Amber Heard, Willem DeFelt, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, Nicole Kidman, Randall Park, Graham McTavish. Amazing. Ya yeah, uh Yaya yeah, 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 Abdul Mateen. He's Black Manta. I can't believe they have Ocean Master and Black Manta. Black Manta is uh, one of the villains who is uh, he's a treasure hunter. So that's good. And then we got Ocean Master who's a main villain who's also Aquaman's brother, which is the easy way in around, but whatever. So that's going to be coming out in December. Very good trailer for both those movies. Um, so there you have it. <laughs> uh, moving on to the final thing. Killing Eve, I've been watching a lot of Killing Eve uh, because they are going to, oh my gosh, I guess I have to start this, restart this, uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, so Killing Eve is a show starring Sandra Oh on the BBC and it is about a, I guess, uh, MI five analyst who becomes obsessed with catching a killer, and the killer also knows who the who the analyst is, who the analyst is. And uh, so Sandra O oh is the the analyst, and I don't know who, I don't know who the um, the woman that plays Eve is. Her name is Jody. Comer. She's a 23 year old. Uh, you, bet I, you bet I looked up that age. <laughs> she, she were, that was the creepiest thing I've ever said in my life. Oh, you bet I looked up that age. See if I have a chance with her. with the, A chance with the woman I've never met. She's from England. She's 25. She's from England. It still doesn't make sense why I'm doing this. She's from England and uh, she does a great job as Villanelle. So, this is the TV show is based on a book series called Codename Villanelle. And uh, well, a mini a, sh- a mini series uh, like a a bunch of stories about this woman. Uh, but the, Sandra O oh is doing a, such a fantastic job. She is going to be nominated for awards, uh, which is insane. I wonder if the show is emmy nominated. I think did it beat the uh, yeah? It's Emmy nominated. Wow, it beat the the record the time. You have to be you have to have your show out before a certain period. in period. <laughs> Eight episodes, uh, created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who also did Fleabag, which is also just a fantastic show. It's on Amazon, I believe. If so, if you have the time to watch six episodes, do it. Six half-hour episodes. This is an hour-long show. It's a uh, it's a very dark but still funny drama with a lot of death. So if you're not, oof, boy. But it's got a lot of personality. Villanelle is very creative. She's very dastardly, if I if I must say. She's very dastardly, and I really enjoy. it. It's a good show. And uh, there's kind of there's kind of this sick Villanelle is a, uh, a a a bisexual. There's a bug that just flew by. A bisexual uh, villain who will do anything, who will sleep with anyone and kill them afterwards in order to get the job done, or just for fun. And uh, there's a very there's a lot of sexual tension between her and uh, Sandra O's character, which Eve, which is so funny, which is it, it's you'll feel it, you'll feel it because it's a very funny show. Phoebe waller did a terrific job, and I only have I think two more days. No, I have one more day to watch the last two episodes. I watched I think two episodes yesterday. It's a see, I don't like to watch hour-long shows. I don't like to watch multiple versions of, I mean, multiple episodes of hour-long shows in a day because it's just too much for me. That's 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 88 minutes that I could dedicate it to half hour comedies. <laughs> Uh But I think it's I, it's a it's a good show. And uh, so I have one more day to watch the last two episodes um, before they disappear from the AMC app. Which I'm not fond of. Same thing I got to do with a bunch of other shows on FX like Trust and Pose. Pose just ended its first season. So I want to check that out because I miss the assassination of Giovanni Versace. And I would have loved to watch that because I heard Darren Chris is amazing, and I like Darren Chris. He's a he's a handsome guy. I say fun guy, as if I know. Him. He's a he's a real cool bro. <laughs> he and I hang out all the time. We're really good. Also, update. You may have noticed if you're watching this or news time that oh that battery is about done. That GoPro proper to end this episode. That the. <laughs> that my watch has been missing for the past three weeks, almost a month actually. Well, it was a gar It's a Garmin vehicle active HR. I, uh, I got into the pool on July 4th and it died, even though it is supposed to be a swimmer's watch it's a multi sport, multi hyphenate sport watch and a smartwatch too. So it's very, it was like $300 and, uh, And after three years of shower, I I don't take this thing off. I don't take it off in the shower. I don't take it off my sleeve. Only time I take it off is for like two hours on Sunday when I'm charging it and then I put it back on my wrist and then it died in the pool. So I started uh, started freaking out. I sent it in as soon as I could. They sent it to, Garmin sent it to uh, my, oh, oh, they, okay. So whoever whoever at Garmin sent it to, the wrong address, they wrote down the wrong address, and so the post office, within one day, sent it back, (laughs) and I couldn't intercept it, and then, uh, so I called Garmin that day that I found out that 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 happened, and they said, okay, well, we'll next day air you another watch, and I said, great, perfect. It's been been, uh, about five days, And I finally got it today. No, it's been almost seven days. It's been seven days. Cause uh, cause they he did not next to air it, but he but the person did send it. It it was supposed to arrive on Monday. My new address does not exactly have a concierge desk or a leasing office. It's just an apartment house. It's a building with four apartments that a guy owns. And the UPS guy drove up, said nope, and then left. And then he, he delivered it to a UPS pickup point, a local dog washing place right down the street. So there we have it. So now it's charging right now. I can't wait to put it back on and to track my workouts again. Oh my God. Cause that has been just a heck of a time writing everything down. I don't know how many calories I've burned or how many steps I've taken. Anyway, that's the, that's the end of this episode. This battery is about to die on both of these cameras. Uh, if you like this, if you like what you heard, if you like what you saw, head on over to cpluscomedy.com where there's some stuff going on. I swear to God, guys, I have an interview I need to type up, which I have not done in three weeks. <laughs> I set up under other interviews. I have to, I'm trying to get a part of the Netflix Press Center suite and the Hulu Net, uh Press Center suite, but no one's responding to my emails. Follow us on Twitter at Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at <laughs> Chad Black White. Oh my God, the camera turned off. <laughs> like us on Facebook. I hope the camera over here is still recording. And, uh, yeah, it is. It's about to die. Listen to the uh, – uh, go, go to YouTube.com slash Comedy to watch News Time premiere show uh, for YouTube.com slash Comedy. It's a show where we do news stuff for entertainment news. I really have to end this because the camera's about to die. Okay, thanks so much. Bye.